Hi, everyone, and welcome to Simple Marketing Academy. This is where people come to learn all about the very simplest and most cost-effective way to run their marketing for their very small businesses, and it's a great spot for anyone who did not grow up with the internet. So today I am so excited because I will be interviewing Shane Sams of fliplifestyle.com. Shane and his wife, Jocelyn, are self-made internet millionaires, and they literally went from being teachers to creating this amazing online business for themselves to teaching others how to do the same thing through membership sites. So let's meet Shane. Hi, Shane. Hi, Jill. How are you doing? Great. I am so excited. I am excited. I think I'm more excited than you are to be here today. Yeah, I, I tell you, who's, I tell you who's not excited is that dog behind you. Your dog, your dog is not excited. It is unconscious. That's Blackie, and he got to play before the interview, so Good. he's happy about that. That was the whole objective: is to get him to poop out while we were on this interview, so, so he's not over here. I should have got my dogs involved with all that because they're just, I can hear them running around the house right now. My kids are probably chasing them somewhere. Yeah, that's good. It's good for both of them. So I'm so excited you joined me. And one thing I just want to tell the audience first off the bat is I actually heard Shane and his wife, Jocelyn, who couldn't be with us today, but she is, you know, 50% of this um, whole program here. And oh, yeah. I heard them speak at Pat Flynn's event called FlynnCon in um, San Diego about probably two years ago now, right? Yeah, that was before the world shut down. Yes, before actually the world go shut to down. live events. <laughs> exactly. And, and I started following them immediately. That was July. I joined, they have two communities, which Shane will talk about, but I joined one in January. And literally, that's last January, literally my business quadrupled in size working with these two quadrupled. It's that amazing. wasn't even the the main reason I started with them. It was for creating my membership site. And um, that was just a side effect, which was just incredible. So um, Shane, I would love to have you tell everybody your background. Oh, do you want the long version or the short version? <laughs> I want the lawnmower version. You want the lawnmower, you want the long lawnmower version, right? <laughs> the um, All right. So, you know, I, I right now, my wife and I, we have a podcast called the flip lifestyle podcast i also have another podcast called membership masters um we run a pod we run a community that's called uh, the flip lifestyle community and we help family focused entrepreneurs find and use their god-given talents and go out and create membership businesses so that's online businesses where you know people pay every month just like netflix or disney plus but they pay you for your wisdom and your experience and your content not mickey mouse they're not giving mickey mouse their money they're giving you the money and, um, you know, we, we, we did not always do this about, let's see, what, what year is this? 2012, it's 21. So about nine years ago, almost a decade ago in around 2012, I was a school teacher. I was teaching social study and, um, you know, and I was a football coach I, on Friday nights. You'd find me down at the football field calling plays. My wife was a librarian, riveting job, but like as an elementary school <laughs> librarian. And, um, you know, we had some we had a pretty good life. I, we always say we had a good enough life. Like we got paid on Friday, but it ran out on Thursday. Like everybody does. Right. We had that kind of paycheck. Um, we had health insurance, right? That's what we all get jobs for. Right. Is so someone else will pay for our health insurance. And, you know, we had a good little community, good little life, you know, pretty good rhythm. I had two little kids, 18 month old little girl named Anna Joe, And I had a three-year-old little boy named Isaac. And, 
you know, I guess it was that 2.2 American dream. You ever heard of that? The 2.2 cars, 2.2 dogs, 2.2 kids. Uh, We had an above ground pool. We were, we were, we were in the good neighborhood down here in Southeast (laughs) Kentucky. Right. And, um, I had a situation happen at work, y'all that just like shook my world. Um, we had a, like a lot of working parents, we had to go and use daycare centers for our kids during the day. So we could go to work and pay the bills and, um, it turns out that one of the workers in this uh, daycare center was uh, mistreating our child very horrifically. Um, there was a lot of abuse that we would find later in the daycare center. But what we specifically believe happened to Isaac is that they were locking him in bathrooms with the lights out for hours at a time uh, to punish him for potty training accidents. Um, when the the work, the person who owned the daycare eventually got arrested um, she was holding kids down under beanbag chairs for punishment. She was sitting on them. Um, suffocate. Oh. I, I know it was, and, and just this, it was all psychological. It was all that kind of trauma. There was nothing sexual going on or anything like that, mm. but it was just really um, awful. And my son uh, one morning, you know, he was really young, couldn't really verbalize what was going on. We noticed looking back with hindsight, there were signs of all this. Like mm. he was really scared to go in bathrooms, became really scared of the dark didn't want to be away from me at all, like really attached to me. And I think that it was new parenting. We didn't really see the signs because right. I mean, potty training's hard. Kids you are, don't know. You don't, you don't know. know. You don't know what's going on. Kids are scared of the dark. And what sucked is this, this daycare was such a good facility. And the lady, the sweet, beautiful woman who owned it, who's like the grandmother for the town mm-hmm. kind of deal. Right. She sold it to one of her workers, but then her workers replaced everybody with a bunch of knuckleheads. Right. Um, so that was, so it went downhill really fast before anybody could even know. So I, I try not to blame or our, us or ourselves. There's, I don't think there's any way we could have done anything differently, no, but on a, on a specific morning, Isaac verbalized to me, um, that, that the worker in his facility scared him. Hmm. And we talked and, and during our conversation, I realized something was horribly wrong, but I'm, kind of in a bind here because I'm standing in the parking lot. It's the middle of winter. It's freezing cold. I was trying to get him. He was in one of those car seats and had those puffy mm-hmm. coats on. So I was wrestling with this puffy coat. Couldn't get him out. He was freaking out. And he tells me what's, well, you know, I'm scared of so-and-so and this is freak, you know, and we, we go down the rabbit hole and I realize something's just bad, but yeah, parent intuition kicked in. Yeah. And I had to be at school though. I had to be at work because one, I was a good employee and like everybody else, my whole life I'm taught, Go to work, be on time, no matter what, sacrifice for the company, right? And But I have legal obligations to be in the classroom. I'm a, I'm a history teacher with you know 30 juniors waiting on me in the classroom. If I don't show up and something happens, I'm going to get liable for that. Um, but I had nowhere to take my son, um, so I took him uh, to my daughter's facility. But it was only for kids that were two and under. So they told me, we'll keep him for now, but you have to come back. Like I, I had no choice right. but to come back. I went to work really fast. Uh, my principal is gone that day. I went into an assistant principal's office and told them exactly what I just told you. And um, she just looked at me really coldly and said, is your son in immediate danger? And I said, not right this second. And she said, well, if that's not, if that's the case, I don't have time to watch your class for you. I don't have any subs. Uh, the day's already started. You're going to have to handle your personal problems after work. Um, You're nicer than me. I would have said. Well, I can't say I was, I was, I'd already, I'd already (laughs) avoided burning down the daycare. So I was flipping over the principal's desk was actually lower on the totem pole on this morning. Right. You know, uh, because, you know, legal authorities got involved and all that situation got straightened out. Right. I hope every one of them's in jail. 
yeah, one of them went to jail. I don't know about the other ones, but the one that mattered did. So it's all yeah. that matters. Um, now I'm standing in this principal's office. I've got, I, I don't have tenure yet. Right. I, I don't know what to do. I asked her, I said, what's going to happen if I leave? And she's like, Oh my gosh, you can't leave. You, you'll get in trouble. You'll get reprimanded. You'll get written up. You'll get all this. And I'm like, well, we'll sort that out later. And I left work that day. And as I was driving back to, to, to the daycare center to pick up my son, um, I remember catching my eye in the rearview mirror and just promising to myself, I will never be in this situation again, where I am dependent on my income for someone else, where somebody else pays my health insurance, where my son needs me and I'm not allowed to be there for them because someone has deemed their agenda more important than me. I got to figure out something else, but I don't know how I'm going to do this, Jill. I, right. I am a trained social studies teacher. That's what I went to college and my master's degree for. Um, I had right. I've been a football coach for 10 years and I had no clue what to do next. Um, so I started researching some things and looking at different business models. And I started looking at the real world stuff and I thought I'd be a handyman, but then Jocelyn reminded me I'm not very handy. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. I, yeah. I can't fix anything. So that's not going to work. I thought I could mow yards and pressure wash houses and do all that. But then I remembered that there's this thing called winter right. and you can't make money in the winter. Right. So, um, Jocelyn looked at a few things and you know, nothing really stuck. And then one day I was uh, getting ready to cut my grass. Uh, one, it was like, it's like early spring. It was like one of the first couple cuts of the year. And, uh, you know, instead of my music that I normally listen to, I started downloading business podcasts. Now podcasts were new back then. This was yeah. a new thing. Not many people were listening to podcasts. And I found this podcast called the smart passive income podcast with Pat Flynn. And just a, a, a few weeks before that, Joss and I had driven out to her hometown and I, and I don't know what made me say this, but I looked over at her and I said, I wonder if I can get a hundred people to give us $50. And she looked at me kind of funny, like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, what if I could online get a hundred people to give me $50? There's 7 billion people on the planet. Like, surely I can get a hundred of them to give me some money. And she's like, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, I don't know yet, but I'm, I don't know. But if I said it, it has to be true. So I'm, I'm, so I'm getting on the lawnmower to cut the grass and I listened to Pat Flynn I don't know who this guy is. I don't even know what episode number it was, but it was the episode where he explained how he was making money online. He had created a study guide for an architecture mm -hmm. test, and it was like 50 bucks to, for him to email you this PDF, and he launched this thing, and he made like nine grand or something off his first launch, and I tell you, when I heard him say that, I almost wrecked my lawnmower. I could have flipped it. I, I had a big hill on the right side of my property and I jumped off that thing and my lawnmower kept going. Like I remember it to this day, like just getting off the lawnmower and going and just kind of going over the hill and rolling <laughs> in my neighbor's yard. And I took off running inside and I said, uh, Jocelyn was in uh, cooking lunch for the kids. She was standing over by the stove, by the island. I'll never forget it. I, that one of the kids was sitting, I think it was Anna Joe was sitting right here on the counter eating food or something. I just I figured it out. I figured it out. She looks at me like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I know how I'm going to get a hundred people to give me $50. And she said, how? And I said, I'm going to charge them money and email them stuff. And she just stopped and looked at me and said, go mow the grass, whatever, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, that's what sent me down the rabbit hole of like online business websites, uh, being able to sell things online, whether it's physical goods from your, your store or, uh, you know, courses and ideas and trainings and things like that. And about three or four months later, you know, uh, I was failing miserably, almost as bad as the pressure washing in the winter idea, Jill. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was really bad. Like nothing was going right. And I, I couldn't figure it out. Like I, I, all these people kept saying, I make money online. I make money online. And I was like, I'm doing all the things you're doing and I'm not making money online. Right. And, um, I was trying to, uh, in the beginning, make money with ads. Like you put ads on mm -hmm. your website and you create content and people click the ads, right? That didn't work. And I, nothing was working. It just was not working. Yeah. And uh, one night I was about to just quit. I was so frustrated. I was so mad. Um, I remember going into my bathroom, getting ready to brush my teeth to go to bed at like midnight. And I was so depressed. And I was so depressed. I didn't even turn the lights on in the bathroom. So I had like darkness on one side <laughs> of my face. And like the light from the room was shining on the other. And it was like... It was this most like like stereotypical cliched crossroad moment, right? I, right. And I, and I just prayed. I was like, God, this is is this real? Like I've been trying so long and I've made nothing. I haven't made a penny. Not made nothing. I made a dime. And um and I prayed. I just said, if it's real, give me a sign. If it's not, let me know. I'll go back to work. Right. I'll suffer it out. It'll be good. And uh, right before bed that night, I hit. I opened my computer and I logged into my AdWords account and I hit refresh and I had made absolutely nothing up until that point. And when the screen came back on, I had made 11 cents. <laughs> I I'd had someone. Had, yeah, I know. Right. And someone <laughs> had clicked the, clicked the link on my site and gave me money. And I, I, you, I, it could have been $11 million. I was so yeah. excited and I showed Jocelyn and I said, there it is one person. I created something and they, they sent money back. This has to be real. We've got to be able to do something more to make more money. And Jocelyn, for her to her credit, could have laughed me out of the bedroom that night. Yeah. And uh, and she she's she just kind of tilted her head and she just looked at it and was like, "What else can we do?" And that's what that's what sent us down the rabbit yeah. hole of starting our uh, online businesses that we created back in 2012. Well, and I think you guys have the perfect personality combo because you're you're like this bullet train that's flying a million miles an hour <laughs> and you don't stop. Thing. And so you do things and you find something doing, you do it. And then Jocelyn's the engineer keeping you on the track. <laughs> so you I don't think I'm, I'm more like the, I'm more like the jackhammer that's just yeah. destroying things exactly. or, or, or the chainsaw. And I need Jocelyn yeah. to kind of direct. There's this, uh, there's this meme. Uh, uh, we're very yin and yang. Jocelyn is the opposite of me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's this meme of this like stick man and he's throwing up rainbows like everywhere. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then this, and then this, then there's this other little stick man looking at the guy throwing up rainbows like he's crazy. And he walks, she walks, uh, the one stick man walks up and uses the force to stop the rainbows. And then that person goes over to the drawing board, does a lot of math formulas, welds something, makes this, <laughs> and makes this helmet and puts it over that person, the other stick man's face. And it turns it into a laser beam rainbow where you can direct it and actually do it. So that, that's like the story of our relationship. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm the guy vomiting rainbows and Jocelyn is the laser beam creator. So. Well, I was listening to one of the Membership Masters podcasts. I don't remember who you were interviewing, but they were talking about the fact that you can't have two of the same type people. Like this person oh, yeah. was talking about how he loves to start things. And he got together with a group of other entrepreneurs who start things and have a million ideas. And they kind of crashed and burned because they didn't have the other personalities in the group that they needed to round out the business. Oh, yeah. You need and a so starter kind of, and a finisher. You got to have a yep. starter and a finisher if you're going to do anything. Yeah. Yep. So and, Jocelyn took all my ideas and we created our first website. Like that's, that's what the first website we sold content. Um, was called elementarylibrarian.com and we sold lesson plans to elementary librarians. But it was awesome because I had the Cliff Notes version where I had been like throwing my head against the drywall for six months. Yeah. And we built that thing really, really fast, like in a month. 
and started building an audience around it. And, and then we launched it. And also tell everyone how many years later you sold it and what you sold that business for that you started from scratch. Let's see. So we, so the, the incident with the daycare center happened in like the winter of 11, 12, I think it was January ish somewhere in there. It's, I think it was going back right after Christmas break. And then spring is about when I figured out there was a thing called online business. We started creating elementarylibrarian.com in like July of 2012-ish, okay. launched it in August. Jocelyn did so much work on that website. Like she, mm. she, she didn't even create the lesson plans at first. She just made an outline of what they were, but she did a lot of guerrilla warfare tactics. Like she was going out and finding these librarian forums wow. uh, mm -hmm. on Twitter, talking, going to blog posts and commenting with a link back mm -hmm. to her site. And like she had built this little email list of like 200 people something like that, 200, 300 people. We launched in August, we made $2,800, which was as much as one of our teaching salaries. And uh, like, I, we only made $4,000 together combined as school teachers wow. in Southeast Kentucky, right? Yeah. Um, so when we got that $2,800, when she launched, that's a big cry from 11 cents. Like that's a mm -hmm. huge jump. Um, the next month was like 3,000. It kept growing 5,000. And then in July of 2013, we made $15,000 in August of 2013. We made $36,000 in yes. one month. That's amazing. Um, and Jocelyn's just making lesson plans as she goes. It's not like mm -hmm. we had this thing all planned out. So we are uh, in September of 2013. We quit our jobs. That was amazing. Just walked in that same office and just left and never went back. And then in two, let's see. So fast forward to 2017, uh, well, it was about 2016. We decided that we wanted to try to sell the site because we had some other things going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, in 2017, like, I don't remember what month it was, but in 2017, we sold it and the, uh, the contract was for over a million dollars. So that's incredible. And, yeah. and you built it from scratch. You didn't inherit it. You didn't buy it. You made it. And that's yeah. just so amazing. The other thing I would love for you to tell everyone, as you guys can tell, I know all these stories cause I've literally heard <laughs> right. pretty much every podcast they've done. Um, and, and sometimes, honestly, even though I know the info, I listen because it motivates me and it makes me feel positive mm. to get going on that day. So sometimes that's why I, I listen. Um, if it's one, something I've heard before, you know, just, I'm like, okay, I need to get that. It's like that song. You got to get that song going again in your head, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? Put, put it on repeat and just play it again. <laughs> exactly. Well, the other story I would love for you to tell them is when you are teachers and you're, and you're quitting your job. How did you afford to do this? When people say, I can't afford it, tell them what you two did. So, you know, I think in, let's say, Jocelyn was not on board with quitting our jobs, by the way. Let me just, let me just, mm -hmm. let me just, let me just stress that as much as yeah. possible. <laughs> Jocelyn was definitely like, we're two in, we're on two ends of a rope, but it's not tug of war. One end is around my waist and I'm running forward. Yeah. And Jocelyn has the <laughs> other end, like me dragging her, but she's kind of slowing me down so I don't fall off a cliff. You know, yeah. that's kind of how our yeah. tug of war works. Um, so, but or, or somewhere around like March, things were going good enough where I was like, Jocelyn, I think we could have a chance at quitting our jobs. Like, you know, but we had a house, we had a mortgage, yep. all, all the things, you know, kids, you know, bills, but we were making good money. And, um, we looked at our finances and we didn't, we said, if it stays like this, there's no way we right. can quit our job. So my right idea was, well, why don't we just sell all of this? Let's just get rid of all this. Like, let's just sell our house and we'll move. We'll get it back later. Mm -hmm. We'll go buy something better later. Let's, let's go 
and downsize everything. So we, we sold that house. It was like 2,400 square feet, nice neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We moved into actually the room I'm in right now is an office in the house we moved into. Uh, We turned it into our office basically. Um, this was, this was my master bedroom for about three years while we were building the business. Okay. Um, so we moved into this smaller house. It was built in the thirties, remodeled in the seventies, but you know what it had, it had two bedrooms for the kids and one for us. So it was fine. We were warm, dry and fed and it's all good. It's okay. And, um, but we moved out and that cut our bills down by like a thousand, 2000 a month. So we did that in May ish of 2013. Wait, was it 2013? Yeah. So that we would have a chance to quit our job we thought in May of 2014, okay. but, but then everything blew up and not by luck. I mean, it was just, you know, going out and hustling and making, building an audience mm-hmm. and making this thing happen. Like when it blew up and uh, we made $36,000 in one month, it was, we looked at each other and said, if this is what we can do part-time, what yeah. in the world could we accomplish full-time? Exactly. So, so that's why we moved and sacrificed our house and, you know, moved into that smaller place. It, it let us quit our job a year sooner. And it really set us up correctly to invest into our business where we could build like flip lifestyle. We could build that business up into something that could be Mm -hmm. sold. We have another website called ushistoryteachers.com that we still have. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really freed us up to, and and also too, to do the things that we really wanted to do, like be there for our kids, take them to school every day as they got older. Um, So it was amazing. I, I I couldn't believe that we quit our job that fast. Right. Yeah, that's I don't incredible. Want, I, I don't want anyone to think that that's that's typical because you have to do very untypical things to get that kind of result. Mm-hmm. Like let's sell our house and make everyone think we're crazy and think we're getting well, divorced and think we're on drugs. And oh, that's like, right. I remember you, you know, saying like that. so many people like thought we were nuts yeah. um, when we did that. But it but it all comes full circle. Like the house we live in now, it's it's like a God thing again. It's like serendipitous. It's like mm-hmm. not a coincidence. It's exactly to the square foot double what we gave up. So like, so like we, we ended up moving, you know, I talk about our above ground pool. We gave up our above ground pool. Now we have a lake, we have a 10 acre <laughs> lake on our property. And it's like, you know, like you, you give up a little to gain a lot. And that's what happens when you are as an entrepreneur, when you take that risk, you take that next step, mm-hmm. you look at something and you say, Hey, that could be possible, but mm-hmm. there's no guarantee I'm going all in to see if it works. Well, and, and I uh, love the, the story go. too, that I've heard you tell about you selling a, an autograph copy of a book and you had yard sales and just oh, all remind the me that book. I, st- I, still haven't, I still haven't got the book back. Oh, I, gotta, I, I need to go buy that book. I need to find yes, a copy do. of that book. I, so what that is, what happened was I, when I was in college, there was this guy named Robert Jordan and he wrote books that are like, you know, like game of Thrones was a big mm-hmm. movie and mm-hmm. like Lord of the Rings. Like this is yeah. like in the, the, these are the three biggest of those books in the world. Um, and I, I would actually say that probably the eye of the world books are sold. Maybe they've sold, maybe not now because game of Thrones was huge, but this was like the, 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 the golden triangle of people who write those mm-hmm. books. Right. Right. And I loved this book. I mean, it was like my world. I just loved the story, the world. I was so into it in high school and college. And, uh, I went and met this guy. I went to a bookstore, drove all the way to it, mm-hmm. waited in line forever and got his autograph and a picture with him. And I had this first edition, first copy of this book. I, but when I started the online business, I had no money to buy hosting. I had mm-hmm. no money. And I, I needed a hundred dollars to get a year of hosting and a website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked on eBay and that book was selling for about a hundred, 200 bucks. Oh, wow. And I thought, Oh my gosh. And I, I had this autograph. It didn't say my name. It just said it was just signed by him. Right. Yeah. So I sold that book for a hundred bucks to buy my first hosting account. And, um, 
you know, I'm glad I did. That was, the yeah. thing, you know, but I, but, yeah. I, but I, even if I got the signed book back, I had to give up the moment of going to meet that guy and get that right. copy of that book. Right. But you know what I traded the, for it was way better than that memory. Well, I think so. also it makes you really commit to what you're doing and oh, you, yeah. your brain Sacrifice. goes, I am a hundred percent in look what I just did. I sold my yes. house, you know, we're putting all our stuff out in yard sales to sell it until we can pay for the next level. And I mean, all the things you did, and I know you were, I've heard you tell a story also about um, going to a mastermind and I think it was San Diego. Was it Pat? So I think it was Pat Flynn's. Yeah, it was Pat. Just and, and what people said to you, you know, just this, this knowledge you gained from that, that made you take it to the next level. Well, you have to, what I've learned, like people think it's like special, but I mean, you can listen to me people and tell I'm just a dude from Kentucky. Like, if you can't <laughs> tell that by now, and I, and that's just who I am. I'm sitting here in a black t-shirt and sweatpants talking to Jill. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, what I, what I have learned though, is it, it is what you learn and it is your skill set, and it is your talents and it is your abilities, but really it's putting your, it's putting yourself in the right place to be at the right place at the right time. You know, mm-hmm. Pat would have never known my story if I hadn't have ever went out there right. and we wouldn't have gotten the advice that, uh, the, the advice that took us to a level where we could sell our business. If I had not paid thousands of dollars to go and talk to him and see him, um, I would have never been a guest on his podcast. I've been on his mm-hmm. podcast twice now. Like our, ep- our first episode of his, uh, on his podcast has been, is his most downloaded episode ever. And it's download. It's been downloaded more times than Gary V and Tim Ferriss combined. Oh my god! On his podcast. So like, well, all That's that wouldn't amazing. have happened if I didn't push and put myself, if I could just send him an email, that wouldn't have worked. I had to physically go there mm-hmm. and say, no, this is my story. I w- had to come tell you this. How can we use this to help other people? You know? And interestingly, now Pat has, I don't even know, can I say a million? Fo- I don't even know how many has. It's He's one of the top influencers in the oh, yeah. his uh, last entrepreneur download, space. I think his podcast has been downloaded 70 million times now. Yeah, it's insane. And do you know that when he does his Q&As for, like I'm part of his SBI Pro, um, also that group, when he gets a Q&A and anyone asks about memberships, he says, follow Shane and Jocelyn Sands. Oh, does he really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I've heard him say it a few times. I'm yeah. going to text him. I'm follow, be like, I heard, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm going to text him real quick. Be like, I heard that you said. <laughs> yep. awesome. He'll say, go, these are the ones you can learn from. Um, they're, you know, the top kind of the top of their game. I'm paraphrasing obviously, but essentially, but I've heard him twice direct people on a major platform. So it expands even beyond that. So yeah. when you take those risks and, and calculate it, obviously. Um, and I know, remember you saying also that you and Jocelyn, that was literally your savings. Like you was scared. Oh, yeah. to take well, that. It was very scary to take that trip when we first did it because we didn't know we were new to entrepreneurship. I mean, it happened so fast that we didn't really know what the we weren't, we weren't, we were too naive to understand that you have to save and plan for the future in business for that yeah. rainy day. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when you get a paycheck every two weeks, it comes. So if you run out, it's going to replenish itself. Right. right. But when you like, when you quit your job and a month later, you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. What are we doing yeah. here? Right. You know, this so we didn't different. know what was going to happen. And we had actually hit a, like a little lull in sales. Like the first few months we were out of in the real world, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was very scary to invest that much money to go over there and to do that. But like, I still talk to the people that I met to to this day in that room and though, and they open doors for everywhere else that we've ever been. Like, I mean, all the people that we met in the room, Pat, Chris Mm -hmm. Ducker, 
um, we, uh, that group, like that's how I got to know John Lee Dumas and Kate mm-hmm. Erickson. And, you know, so like it was, inter- it was fascinating. Um, and, and every time I've ever went somewhere physically, Jill, something amazing has happened in my life. Your personality too, because you and Jocelyn make, you don't sit there and wait for things to happen as you can tell by all the, um, you know, and, and just think it to death. I mean, you analyze it, but you don't overthink it and wait yeah. and, so you, you make can't. things happen. You no, can't. you have to launch. Yeah. You have to, you have to try. That's the only yep. way to know for you can research things to death and you're still guessing right. at the end of all your research until you do it. You, if you don't go, you'll never know. I mean, you just got to try. And that's, that's been what, the hardest thing for me, I think to learn is, and, and I know you guys were telling me there's enough in that membership site. And here I am adding videos, but I need to teach them this and this and this and this. And, and I know you've taught us that you can actually overwhelm somebody. So oh, yeah. you've got to be careful of that too. Yeah. So it's been, yeah. So And we still you- do that. And I like, I yeah. just had a team meeting yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. We went through the blueprint. We're redoing the blueprint and changing okay. the way the library is laid out because it's it's still, even after all of our experience and, and all the iterations, we're constantly trying to mm-hmm. improve that. Like that doesn't ever stop. Yep. So if you wait for it to be perfect or done, you'll never go. And then, then you won't even know if it's really perfect because nobody saw it right. until you launched it. So and, we're still and, making iterations and changes on things. And the blueprint Jane's talking about is actually, a, a, I guess, a course or a ton of information within the um, Flip Your Life community. And just for all of you listening, he and his wife actually let you jump in there, get involved in every single thing and every aspect of it for free for 30 oh, yeah. days. And if yeah. you don't do it, you are actually, you're hurting yourself. Trust me, I've been um, a member for a year and I've been treated great from and learned so much, you know, from day one. And and here we are, this is a year later and I'm having a conversation with Shane. And if I have a question, they'll answer me. It's not jump in and then we ignore you. So this course is in there. There's a community in there. There's people that care about you and answer your questions. And um, it's Hmm. just, it's just amazing. So anyway, we're going to put a link in, but you absolutely have to check out the community. How do you pass it up when it's free for 30 days? And you can even jump on a member call and, and uh, ask Shane questions too. And he'll answer them. Were you on the last member call? Did you go to the last member call? It, I, was, the, it was a midday one. So that it was a, the lighter crowd, right? It my was, husband had surgery that day. I missed it. Oh no, it was. That's the first one I've is missed. He okay. He's fine. He had eye okay. surgery. Yes. Oh, yes. But okay. we were All up right. in, up at UCLA <laughs> hospital in LA. So I couldn't jump on, but that's the first one I've missed. It was, it was insane. Like there was like, I, you know, you know how, like I do, a, I'll do success stories in between questions. Yep. They were crazy. There was like someone did a $14,000 launch and someone did like 39 members last week. And like people were making sales on the thing, like right on the middle yeah. of the call. Like uh, yeah. it was, it was absolutely bonkers. Well, uh, there was something in the water last week. I saw the, the I was insane. The you need to go back and watch 000. the replay. You talk about inspiration. Oh, I'm going will, to watch the it, replay. It will fire you up when you watch the replay. You just <laughs> reminded me I haven't seen it yet. But I also saw that in the Facebook group, that 14,000. Yes. And you know, it's kind of cool because your personality and the way you are in general, anybody attracts your tribe. Like as they say, your vibe attracts your tribe. And yeah. so even though in business you're, you know, don't talk about this, don't talk about that. I'm kind of over it. <laughs> I'm 58. I'm allowed to be over it. I am who I am. And if you don't like what I think or believe in or, or feel strongly about, that's okay. 
Hey man, I'd but rather, it allows I'd rather you to chase you away if you're not going to listen. Like, yeah, you know, yes, you know, exactly. I, I, I oh could, yeah, you get I, in big trouble I, for not I, listening. I could talk fake. <laughs> I could be the fake guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, we just did a. Oh, my dog just ran in. Oh. <laughs> Say hi, Joe. Hey, buddy. Okay. Is that Jocelyn? All right, that'll be a good one for the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Jocelyn peeked in. She's in there. <laughs> hi, she's, Jocelyn. She's I didn't see her, the, but the, the, the kids are packing. The, they're packing our newsletter right now. The kids. Are. Oh, they are. So, oh, we're so going to talk about how you put your kids to work. That's shortly. right. She's yeah. super. She's supervising the newsletter right now. Okay. Um, awesome. What was I even talking about? For my dog just crashed in here. Uh, look um, now, my dog's sleeping behind me. Yeah. Matching yeah, dogs. Exactly. Oh, um, they're such. What was loves. I talking about? Oh, about how you need to be yourself. <laughs> now I've got and... two more dogs in. Oh, can never have too many. Doggies are always allowed on my podcast. We don't mess around. I told you, this is family-focused business. They are always welcome on my podcast. They're always welcome in our room too, but they're just knocking (laughs) down doors to get in here. What was I talking about? Were we Um, talking? Being yourself. Being yourself, like that. This is the perfect example of it. Like we have all our our kids run inside when we're doing the Q and A's. They'll walk in. They'll be doing stuff. One one time, my little girl, she came in and the the chat room. Everybody was laughing. And we were like, what are y'all laughing at? What's so funny? And they're like, look behind you. And Anna Joe was sitting in the back of the room. We were at our bedroom at our house doing the Q&A. Yeah. She was sitting in the back of the room. She had gotten out a bag of rotisserie chicken. And she was <laughs> sitting behind us with a whole chicken in her lap out of the bag. <laughs> and she was eating the chicken and just listening to us talk. Right. And that's like, just, you can't fake that. <laughs> Why would you best. want to fake that? You know, I think there's so much fake and fraud um, in the world right now. Oh, yeah. I won't get on my soapbox, but today, especially. And I think it's really important that honesty and truth and um, the real story and just being real is so important now. Well, that's why we started person. Flip Lifestyle. You know, that's why yeah. we started it. Like, I mean, we had a chance, like we, we didn't plan on start. Like everybody's like, oh, you teach online business people how to mm-hmm. start online businesses. That's a, that's a great path to go down. And I'm like, no, I sold lesson plans to librarians and history teachers for years. Leave me alone. I sold playbooks to yeah. football coaches, right? We do other right. things too. And, um, but right. we had one thing that we really suffered from in the beginning is I did go down some rabbit holes that were bad. Like I found black hat people and people that just wanted your money and weren't really teaching Mm -hmm. you what to do. And, um, when we quit our jobs, first of all, everybody thought we were crazy. Like my mom thought we were crazy. My friends thought we were crazy. Um, my, uh, my poor grandfather, uh, Jocelyn's grandfather. One time we went out to Muhlenberg County, Kentucky to visit Mm -hmm. him. And uh, he shook my hand when I was leaving and he, I looked down, there was a $20 bill in it. And, and I looked up at him and he goes, son, I know you're not working any, right now. And there's some gas money to get you home. Aww, and, I, and I didn't have the so heart. Sweet. I know, right? I didn't have the heart right. to take, tell him no, yeah. but he didn't understand yeah. that we were killing it at the time. Yeah. You know, Aww, he's so sweet. But a few months later, uh, one of Jocelyn's friends said, I want to quit my job. I want to stay home and homeschool my kids. I've mm-hmm. been watching you guys do this now for a few months. It's, it's gotta be, you got, you figured out something. So Jocelyn helped her and she quit her job. Right. And, That's awesome. and, and then her husband came up to me and told me how much it had meant to him and how it changed their life. And, you know, and he was really emotional. Like he was crying at church. Yeah. I was in the back hall at church and he was crying. And I was like, man, this is crazy. So when we, talked about that we we looked at each other and said well hey we figured something out here that worked a couple times and it had worked for Lindsay and it helped her and her family and maybe maybe we need to go into this world and we need to be like pat and we need to like be like these other people and we need to tell them how to do this stuff in our way which is the membership model 
and we need to help other families do what we did. There's, there's gotta be other people that had a similar situation with their boss or aren't making enough money or feel trapped and don't realize, man, all you need is a hundred people to pay you $50 a month to make $60,000 a year. Like right. you can do this, you know? Exactly. So, so that's why we started flip lifestyle was to go out and make it a mission to help people and be the honest people. And um, that's why we sold elementary librarian was so we could focus on this full time and help as many people as we could out in the world. And like everybody else wants the, the Lamborghini. Everybody else <laughs> wants the, the millions and millions of dollars. I want my Fiji and my Bali and my Thailand, whatever, yeah. you know? And I'm like, no, you don't. You want to, you want a good, stable, predictable income. Yeah. You want to be, be there and pick your kids up off the bus. And I that. think people learn that yeah. as they get older. That's like a, an age and life experience lesson as we yes. go. So that's why I, I make, that's, that's why I make fun of all the 20 to 25 year olds <laughs> on the podcast. So I'm like, I don't, you can join if you want to, if you're an old soul, but you know, yeah. if you want to come hang out at the adult table, you need to prove it. <laughs> yeah, And I think I've told you and Jocelyn this, my son is a big influencer. He's a, um, he teaches, well, he was, his biggest course in the past has been teaching Amazon private labeling. So he has the Lamborghini and the house and all of that. But, um, and that's yeah. a great thing for a certain chapter in your life. Right. right? And that's I, a great thing. He's if you starting want. to, uh-huh. I think, be like, you know, well, is this really, is this fulfilling? Yeah, satisfying think, me. Know, he, yeah. he likes the car, but he doesn't drive it that much because his truck is way more comfy and he's just not extravagant in other ways. He doesn't yep. have extravagant clothes or he likes to sit home, play board games. So he is a little bit that older soul. So you can already see him being like, yep. nah, I don't really, you know, but like if you're a yeah, parent thinking. and if you're a parent mm-hmm. and you've got kids and you're going to work, you're not, you ain't got time for Lamborghinis. <laughs> you're trying to freaking change diapers and get kids to school and practice. And, you know, and that's, yep. and, 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 but, but it really is so simple. Like you, 200 people at $50 a month is $120,000 a year. Like that puts right. you in, a, in, in the, in the, uh, you know, the upper percentiles of income yep. and it's all possible on the internet, uh, using your God given talents and wisdom and experience to just go yeah. out and lead people. So, exactly. you know, it's just a, it's a whole new world for most people out there right now. And then it's, yeah, it definitely is, which is the perfect segue, because one of the things I wanted you to tell everyone is what the heck's a membership? How does it work? What's in it? What is this thing? Yeah. So subscription and memberships are, you know, think about Disney plus and Netflix, right? It's content that you pay for monthly. That's it. I mean, that's all it is. So what you have to do is figure out what you can create to uh, go out there and put content in front of people to help them solve problems? How can you connect people together and how can you Mm -hmm. coach them uh, through that process? Right. So what I like I've seen, and I've seen a thousand different memberships now. So what we do is right now is we teach people how to do online business, how to create memberships, how to lead their communities. Um, But before what we did was we made lesson plans and we put them online and just like Netflix, you would log in with your username and password, right. flip through the library and get what you wanted to consume that day. Right. So that was a content driven membership. We've seen so many other people, though, like do crazy things like we've got that yeah. farm. Farming is a definitely farm stuff is definitely a theme uh, lately in the flip lifestyle community. Like we've got this guy out in San Diego named Kenny. Mm-hmm. Did you come to the uh, little thing I did out on the patio that night? I can't remember if you were there at the flip. No, because I wasn't in the community. That's right. You just heard about us on stage that day. Yeah. That Um, was the first time I'd heard you. Yeah. So so this guy came out uh, to our little meetup we had there in San Diego. His name was Kenny Troiano. He's got a podcast called bread to perfection. And what he does is he teaches people how to raise backyard chickens in cities. 
That's what he does in cities. That's amazing, isn't in it? In cities, yep. Backyard wow. chickens in cities, and because people lock eggs and have their chickens, I guess. Yeah. And he has like a couple hundred people uh, in his membership. He's got a huge podcast. Like if you're if you're into chickens, you're listening to Kenny, right? And so he came in the, you know, he came into the flip lifestyle universe mm-hmm. and he put a membership site out there and that's how he monetized his pot. He was already talking about it. Right. So he just came on and done it. We've had people start memberships for fantasy football. Um, we've got a lady up in uh, North Dakota. Her name's Teresa Perleyberg. That's really her name. It's uh, yeah. she has an awesome name. <laughs> yeah. That's so really fun. Li- I know. Right. Perleyberg. <laughs> yeah. And she lives in uh, North Dakota and she came into the community and we said, what do you do? And she said, I do needle felting, which is like a niche within, uh, what's it called? Uh, when you have the sticks and you've got the yarn. Oh, a knitting? Knitting. It's like a, it's like a niche of knitting. That's okay. how far down this goes, right? It's like wow. one step down. And she said, yeah, we, we needle felt and I turn uh, sheep wool into stuffed animals. I actually have one. Do you see it right there? Oh, uh, it's a little bit. Is it like a shelf. little lamb it's or a teddy bear? It's a, it's a teddy, teddy bear. bear. Okay. Yep. And so <laughs> I see what a cute she, little one. Right, yeah. exactly. So what she does is, but she's like, that's not all I do though. Like the whole hobby is this. Right. You have your own sheep, you shear the sheep and mm-hmm. you take your wool and dye it and then you turn it into the teddy bear. So her members have their own sheep. Yes. Many of her members have oh their my own gosh. sheep. Now, some of them don't. Well, I'll, let me tell you about it. So what she okay. did, she, she launches the membership and she puts courses in teaching people how to make, here's the giraffe course. Here's the Aww. teddy bear course. Here's the whatever course. She has stuff about sheep, I'm sure in there. And then, uh, but she has 400 members that the last time I talked to her, of wow. people who are sheep sharing needle felting enthusiasts wow. and her and her business partner, they started selling wool to some of their customers mm-hmm. like the, as a supplier. And then they just bought a school. Like they, they bought an old elementary school oh and they're turning gosh. the classrooms into uh, like Airbnb rooms. And oh then, my gosh. Yes. And they're using the gym and they're having summits. Like people are flying to North Dakota. They <laughs> stay at the school and they have like, and they're, and they're <laughs> turning a gym into like a conference center, basically. She's uh, awesome. Oh, and it's just all awesome. membership. It's just all based on this online membership. Right. That is um, amazing. We got another guy. Uh, he's, his name's Jason Guyman. He lives in North, uh, where's he live? Northern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's the pressure washing King. That's what he calls himself. And That's he cool. figured out how he was a firefighter, figured out how mm-hmm. to make a good living pressure washing, um, which was funny because that was one of the things I couldn't do. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he figured out how to make his living pressure washing. He made so much money during the summer months that he could take the winter off, basically, you know. Um, and then in the wow. winter time, he figured out to make more money. He uh, hangs Christmas lights, so oh, he figured. Very so he's smart. got this very seasonal business. Yeah. But now he teaches people how to do that, and I mean, he's got like two hundred members paying him like one hundred and fifty dollars a month teaching. That's in his amazing. Mem- I think. There's no better time with the coronavirus and people being forced to be at home and figure out different things and all the layoffs. There's no better time. You got to have a subscription. Even even brick and mortar businesses, Joe, need a subscription because it creates stability. Yeah. Yeah. I I know how much money I'm going to make six months from now. Yeah. Because I can predict it. I know how long members stay. I know how much I charge each month. I know how many members I've got. Like I can look out and say, I know how much I'm going to make. When the pandemic hit, I looked at our numbers. I mean, this is what's crazy. Our teaching business grew, even though schools shut down because everybody went online looking for mm-hmm. resources for Google Classroom and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, online, every person I know in my circle um, had the best year ever in 2020 because our 
if the governor of our state shuts down, you know, our businesses, they don't shut me down because I can right. sell to Iowa or Idaho or China or wherever. Right. And the whole world is my oyster when I have a membership site. And and once you start stacking members, like you get 100 people, your risk is spread so much farther out because, well, 10 people quit. OK, I'll go get 11 and I'll grow. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same thing as having a few clients here and there. Right. So you don't have to worry as much. It's so much safer than a, any other kind of business model. Yeah, it's so true. And I, I know, well, I didn't obviously know about COVID and, and not specific to memberships, but I keep, I've been preaching for years. You have to be online. You've got to have a segment of your business online. You have to, you have to. And now it's like, oh, I look like a prophet, don't I? Yes, you do. <laughs> I, I, everybody found Zoom last year. And I'm like, I've been yeah. using Zoom for like since they started. You know, I love Zoom. It's so all, awesome. All these tools are here waiting for us. And it really is so easy to build an audience, to be a podcaster, to be a YouTuber, to whatever. I mean, you can just go live on your own Facebook page. It's okay. Yeah. And people will true. start listening to you. And, and that's how you start building an online business with people all over the world. I think we have members in a, like 42 countries right now or something. That's like, incredible. It's like, and it's so and we live cool in Southeast when you're Kentucky. helping people. Just to be able to help other people. When your business is something yes. that helps other people, it is so fulfilling. Even my uh, my Fox Social Media, my agency, when my clients, um, I have my uh, one of my clients last week or week before canceled our our meeting. He's like, I can't talk today. I we just signed six clients. I'm working on the seventh. And this isn't accounting agent. This isn't somebody, these are big, big, big contracts. When I started working with them a year ago, they would sign maybe one a month. And we built this, um, we just from scratch and, and in a mm -hmm. certain, you know, the right way. And we built the right structure and continue to grow their marketing effort. And they do have a salesperson as well, who, who is great. Um, well, that's just part of the funnel. It's though. part of the part yeah, of the, 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 the internet's package. the top of the funnel. That's it. But that makes my entire day. When somebody says to me, I got a client, I am the happy. That's the thing I'm the happiest about. And also too, that. like I, the, the, the thing about that is like, I've seen people who want to make an impact in the world and maybe they've got their local store or maybe they've mm -hmm. got their smaller thing and they don't, they're, they're trying to make a difference, like going one-on-one, mm -hmm. -on -one, but like memberships makes the biggest impact because you get a thousand people in your community. It's easy to manage that many people the way we do it through our system. And like, you got a thousand mm -hmm. people out there throwing stones and causing ripples and you're impacting yeah. like all of them. Like we have a, we have a, one of our people, her name is Rebecca Decker and she has mm -hmm. a website called evidence-based birth and I always brag on her because her business is so amazing. Like it's a, it's a membership of nurses, doulas, and midwives. Mm -hmm. So these people that she serves, right, are actually out delivering babies every That's single so day amazing. of the year, thousands of Aww. babies. And like, she used to be like a professor at UK and just right. mm -hmm. was really trying to get her message out there and to see her build that membership site and go all in and see that not only the impact in her family and the financial yeah. impact, her work literally keeps babies alive well, and, and you th know, that can't happen anywhere but a membership site. Well, and you can, you know, it, and people, a lot of people, there's a lot of great people out there and they have a mission to help 
um, you know, a specific charity or to do something. And what I think there's some people are a little misguided. They think, oh, all those people who make money, you know, that's a bad thing. Well, no, that's not a bad thing because although no. an individual can, can help a charity for three hours, somebody with a business and a kind heart can help a charity for 10 years yes. with their financial contribution. There's nothing charities need more than financial contributions. M and money the best makes way the mission, you can impact. Money makes the mission possible. 100%. And, and if that wasn't true, 100%. we wouldn't take up we wouldn't take up Lottie Moon uh, offering every every Christmas at church. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? The Southern Baptist Convention wouldn't have a mission board that is has one job, raise money for right. missionaries because right. plane tickets cost money, impact right. costs money. And it's awesome to be able to give your time. I'm not saying that. Like, yes, it is. Both are awesome. Yeah, yeah, both are incredible and 100%. needed. But the more money you make, the more impact. The more do. impact. I, Pat, mm -hmm. uh, like for take, go back to Pat. Pat works with this group who builds schools in Africa. Ah, oh, it's amazing. Right? Pencils for build, Promise is his, right? Yeah, Pencils for, yeah, yeah they build school. And then uh, Russell Brunson and his crew, they uh, help people who, uh, for trafficking. They eliminate oh, trafficking. Yes. And they donate. Part so you got all these people, like they, they can't give that kind of money and resources if they're not out making it. Too. Exactly. And it's, it's interesting that you said that because my husband and I actually work with a charity here. We have for like five years, just on different things. And this woman um, is amazing. And she has created an entire home and system to bring in girls that are victims of sex trafficking and to give them, um, you know, they have to be sober. They have to be, they have to go to school, it, school, meaning if you want to learn to cut hair, be an electrician, be a doctor, right. anything you want of your training, they have to volunteer and they have to work part-time. And she makes them get their driver's license so they have independence. And then they have to buy a car through this program they have where their loan is only $2,000. So they have responsibility. They're building credit. She is absolutely amazing. I always say she needs to run our welfare system because she's incredible. <laughs> right. But it's the same mission. And she has saved so many girls. And one of the first girls she saved is a doctor. That this crazy? girl that whose life was horrible, not by her own fault by any means, is now a doctor. Yeah. Um, it just, it's just incredible. So it's, but kind that of doesn't that happen though. Like I guarantee you those $2,000 cars don't happen out of thin air. Like there are people nope. behind that pushing resources and finances and all of that, but they have to go make those finances and resources to turn it back into the system. Um, you know, like my, my, my goal right. one day is to be able to, uh, give like a million dollars in a single year to my church. Like, I think that'd be amazing. Wow. I'm not saying yeah. that out loud, but I'm just saying like, that's, that's, that's why we do what we do. Right. Is so we have the resources for us first, right. our family first, right. uh, the 100%. outside community that we live in and anywhere mm -hmm. else that we can make a difference in the world. Um, and that's the only way you can do that is with business and the internet lets you yeah. do it anywhere. Like that's crazy. Yeah. You know, when I hear about someone so in Australia quitting their job, because some idiot from Kentucky recorded a few videos and yeah. talked to him. <laughs> like, that's incredible. Like, you just can't do that anywhere except, else. Except Shane's selling himself short here because the uh, blueprint inside of um, the Flip Your Life community is has quite a bit in it. It's pretty simple to follow, I think. It's video format, which I love because I'm a visual learner. I think you have it in audio format, too. We do. And we have it in are... it's video, audio, and text because we have it in, text. in yeah, that way we have workbooks and stuff because some people, yep. everybody likes to learn differently and we're school teachers. So we knew this. So we tried uh, to create it where everybody would have 
exactly what they needed, basically. It's perfect. And it's laid out so that you can grab the section you need. So, yep. um, and then jump on and ask questions when you have them, um, them as well. So, but anyway, um, I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to ask you today. So is there ever a business, have you ever come across a business where you said you, that there's no way your particular business can have a membership site? The your only particular the only time that happens is when people have not defined the problem they solve like that. So someone will come in and, you know, mm -hmm. like we've had people try to start like book clubs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, even with an audience, that's still a little weird because you got to niche down and you got to figure out what problem that solves. Like, or what do you, what kind of books? So like, a, is it a personal mm -hmm. development book club? Are we just reading fiction to hang out? Like, you know, so sometimes when the problem is not very well defined, that becomes a problem, but not, not really. I mean, very, very few and far between even because okay. that just needs to be massaged into a problem, right? Like right. The, once you sense. pick a category, but mm -hmm. not really. I mean, we got people teaching people how to play guitar and they're not rock stars. We got, yeah. you know, people, I mean, you name it, there's a membership uh, inside the flip lifestyle community. We got mindset coaches. We've yep. got a guy uh, doing, uh, he's helping realtors do something. Okay. Um, you know, we've got subscription boxes where people like, you know, you green Those chef and all that stuff. Yeah, I know. Right. So what the, the, there's a model behind that. Like that's all they mm -hmm. all, all those, all the whole model is that people take their box, go to companies, get them to give them free stuff for samples mm -hmm. and put them in there. And then they send that subscription box to subscribers and then they make money off of affiliate sales on the back end of it. Now, some of them are like the cooking mm -hmm. ones are they have a chef and they put the food in and whatever. Right. But right. all if you never notice, those ingredients still come from a company or yes. whatever, you know, yep. Um, so we got people doing subscription boxes. I mean, it, it, I've not seen very many. I think there was even a plumber once that like just started charging people like a hundred bucks a month. And like, if you needed plumbing, you called him oh, or something like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. I remember, I remember here he, oh, and, and people were criticizing him because he was teaching his craft and he goes, I'm not losing or something like that. Yeah. You're yeah. Not I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was I'm weird. gaining them. And he did because people felt our, like our doctor is a membership. Really? Our doctor. Yeah. Really? It's crazy. Like, I, yeah, it was, I, it's so weird that he's in our little town and he's doing this. Cause when I met him, I was like, you know, this is what we teach people. And he's like, really? And uh, so he got sick of the medical system and got sick of paperwork and got sick of having to have 17 people fill out papers and all that. And he's like, yeah. I'm just going to go direct to consumer. He charges 150 bucks a family a month. He's got like 500 families. And he's like, I'm done. Wow. And it's him. It's, it's him and a nurse and he knows you by name and you get an yes. hour with him. I mean, oh, it's wow, amazing. That's a lot. And this is a local guy just charging a membership site. Basically. That is so cool. And it's probably much better care than. Um, oh, yeah. I can than, text than a him. a great oh. doctor who wants to give you good care, but can't because of the time constraints. And the I had when I had COVID, work. my family and I all got COVID and we were really, really sick. Like I got I, got, I ended up in the hospital. But the whole time I'm texting him, asking him what to do. Yeah. And like, you know, like my, oh, yeah, hey, my oxygen's down. Hey, my heart rate is this. Like, what do I do? Yeah. And he's just making, and we can call in prescriptions. I never have to go in. Oh, it's amazing. So nice. It's absolutely amazing. And it, but it's, that's the power of the membership model is you can reach out, build your own community, build your own base, not rely on anybody else. And you just serve that community and they'll take care of you on the other and side of it. So let's say I am hypothetically someone that says, I love this, Shane. I want to do this. I kind of have an idea. One, I don't know if my idea will work. And two, I don't have a mailing list or, or an audience right now. What do I do? Where do I start? Ne neither did we. <laughs> <laughs> right? So what do you, that's, that's how everybody starts. 
You know, the best thing, the first thing you got to do is you have to come up with your idea. You got to figure out what problem you solve. Um, we have trainings for that in the flip livestock community. They'll take you all the way through and help you figure out your idea. The next thing you have to do is vet your idea to see if it can, if it is or can make money in the marketplace. I'll tell everybody listening, there are no guarantees. You're not going to be able to sit there with a notepad and a cup of coffee and figure out a winning idea. If it was that easy, everybody would do it. Mm -hmm. But that's why entrepreneurs are like 5% of the population or something crazy, yeah. right? You got to get out there and you got to try it and you got to put it in the marketplace and you got to see um, if you could do it. But success leaves clues and there are clues that you can follow to see, Hey, that person's making money off a similar idea. Hey, there's an industry built around this idea. I just have to figure out how to get my piece of, of that pie. And then you've got to actually take action. You've got to go and you've got to build out the infrastructure, which is not hard. Like when we started out in 2012, Jill, I was coding. I had to learn no, how to code. I could not you know? do that. No, it was ridiculous. But now there's tools like Kajabi that, that mm -hmm. just you, website, email list, let's go, ready to go, ready to sell stuff. So it's all point, it's all plug and play at this point. If you can use Microsoft Word, you can start an online business. Basically. Well, and I use Kajabi now too, and I am not technical. I am definitely a right-brained person, so it's pretty easy. So um, there's, there's a video at fliplifestyle.com. Anyone can start the free trial and go take that course today if they wanted to. That's, the, that's a better idea because I think sometimes people only look at one portion of something. And this is where, what I see in marketing all the time is they only want to do Facebook ads. Well, you, you need to have your Facebook page optimized. You need to have posts. You need to have, you know, you need to have a strategy. And then they might say, oh, my Facebook ad didn't work well. You know, are you, who did you target? What did you put in it? You know, yep. do you have a call to action? Who's your audience? There's just yep. so much to it. So I think it's a better idea to go and use the, uh, check out the free trial um, and see the big picture. Uh, yeah, it's not yeah. overwhelming. It just gives you a bigger picture idea. Well, everything builds on everything else. That's the, yeah. it's just like math. Like you have mm -hmm. to have an idea, then you have to turn it into a product. Then you have to put mm -hmm. it in front of your customer. Then you have to convert the customer into a member. Then you have to keep your member. So like everything has to build on it. You can't, this isn't something you can skip ahead. That's where people get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. They look at, they, they look at everything and they're like, I got to do all the things that that guy did, but no, you got to yes. do what I did, not do what I do. Right, so like you right. gotta you gotta take it one yes. step at a time, and uh, the membership game too is slow. It's not slow motion. That's a bad way to say it. It's like patient. Like yes. everybody else is chasing and running for millions and trying to win the lottery and all this stuff we watch on Shark Tank, right? Yeah. But the membership game is well, if I add one member every day, paying me fifty dollars a month, then I'll have three hundred and sixty five of those by the end of the year. And like, that's, that's the membership game is take it step by step, eat the mm -hmm. elephant one bite at a time. And you look up all of a sudden and you quit your job and you can do whatever you want. So now if let's say, um, let's say you have somebody that has, you know, kind of like this audience, a lot of members of this audience where they're brilliant, they know what their idea is. They know what they do already, but they want to bring it into an online format, but they, they were working in corporate. They don't have a mailing list. They don't have a social media following. How do you recommend they start? Do they need to build a list first? What do you think? I think you always start with the product right the, the example i give always is if i had a store say i was going to open a store and i was going to sell knives mm -hmm. and i was going to go out and i was going to go and put it in the newspaper buy some ads and i was okay. going they still make newspapers where you live they do here, yeah right you know what i'm saying like if i was i was going to go buy a bunch of ads get some billboards tell everybody about my store i was going to go rent my building and i was going to go put the shelves out get a cash register i was going to do all mm -hmm. these things 
to tell everybody about my knife store. I was going to start writing articles and then local editorials about knives, right? And then I, I, I have my grand opening. I come, I cut the ribbon, I open it up, and the door opens, and everybody walks in, and I forgot to buy knives. Oh you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why don't you, why don't you get your inventory first, right? Well, your inventory online is, is your membership area, your courses, uh, mm-hmm. your community, things like that. So that's what we teach is we teach to figure out your idea, turn it into the, the, the prototype of the product mm-hmm. first, and then you start creating content. Like that's, that's where you go next is you either create podcasts, YouTube channels, blog posts, social media posts. Mm-hmm. And that's how you start building a following is you start talking in the marketplace, you go into the marketplace and you say, this is how I do things. And this is how I want you to do things. And if you like what I'm doing, come to me and follow me. Um, but you've got to take your place up like out in the marketplace. Now there's a lot of introverts out there like Jocelyn, right? That doesn't mean you're like me being all crazy on camera and talking on a microphone. Like you can blog, you can write, you know, on Mm -hmm. yourself and you can be found in search engines. You can, um, get other people to write for you. You can have a partner maybe that's more extroverted that can go out mm-hmm. on camera. Like there's a lot of ways to do it. I know a lot of, I know introvert millionaires and I know mm-hmm. extrovert millionaires. So anybody can do this. You just have to figure out where you fit in the uh, online world. And then I'm, I'm a triple threat. You do it all. So, you like that? Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because I don't like blogging. I found that out because I avoid it. So what I started doing was, recording my pot, my uh, YouTube show, editing that YouTube show, then just downloading the audio, which is already edited, uploading that as my podcast. And then you can have a site like rev.com. You can either get the text file or have them transcribe it and you upload that as your blog. So you can actually, that's what I mean, triple threat. You can do one piece of content. You can record one piece of content and turn it into three so that I also find that my podcast and my YouTube channel, they're identical information. The audiences are different. Yeah. People consume different content. And you know, what's really interesting is some is the most popular episode. I have one on on my YouTube channel with like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this wrong. 86,000 views or something insane, way more than all my others. And that's not my near the top of my most popular podcast. Yep. So it's that's crazy. the other cool thing yeah, it's, about yeah. doing it this way. Everywhere. Then you hire someone to do all that for you and it becomes really fun. Yeah, that would be nice. I need to <laughs> get your, to that's that. That's your next step, Jill. That's, that's my next. next. I did. I do have a VA who does my content creation with my Fox social media agency, but my next one would be that because I find myself not loving the technical stuff, not my thing. And I start avoiding. So um, yeah. yeah. And then somebody else can probably do it better than you anyway. So well, and then, that, then, I'm, I'm convinced that everything and everyone is replaceable, even me. And if I can just keep replacing myself, then all yeah. I get to do is talk to cool people. And that's what, that's my goal in life right now is just to talk to cool people like you, Jill. So oh, thank you. my recommendation is you don't replace yourself on the podcast. Um, I don't think that that'll be years down the road yeah, when I'm getting old and gray. That. I'm already getting a little, I'm already got a little gray though. So I got a little yeah. gray in the wings. So you have I got children a, and, and, a, you know, company and yeah, that comes, that comes with it. I just cover. I cover all my naps. I'm a grandma on top of being a mom. So <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've not, I've not went down the die route yet. My dad does that though. Don't yeah. tell anybody I said that in person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my husband refuses. He's like, Hey, I, I like this it. gray. I'm keeping it. <laughs> hey, listen, it's a crown of glory, baby. That's right. what I like exactly. to say. I love exactly. it. I love the wings, man. As long yeah. as it doesn't fall out, I'm cool. Just right. Don't fall there out. you go. That's all, exactly. I, that's all I ask. I pray every cool. night, please God. 
Just let it all stay in. Let's turn stay it whatever cut. It can turn blue for all I care. Just let it stay in. Well, and the other thing that um, that I wanted to t- just touch on is for others that have kids. I think one of the best things we can ever teach children is entrepreneurship. Not only because they're going to have, um, you know, be able to create their own business, but I think it it creates confidence, problem solving skills. I think it can overcome a lot of today's problems. Um, like, you know, people being depressed and people being, you know, suicidal because they can't figure out a solution to the problem they're in. So I think teaching kids at a young age gives them such a boost in life and business and everything. And, um, one of the things that I think is very cool is that your kids are now a small part of the business. So if you want to talk about that and, and that you pay them, we do. We do pay our kids. They're not slave labor. <laughs> They're not child labor. And, um, you know, I, I think one of the benefits of doing what we do, especially like, I mean, I'm a location independent um, online entrepreneur. I mean, I don't have to be anywhere. I don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. We use, we roll out of bed at our house. We don't get up early if we don't have to, you know, um, especially since we're still in virtual school. So our kids, yeah. they don't have school till 830. So we just, oh, wow. we go, we get up about 826, something yeah. like that, you know? <laughs> And, um, but the cool thing is that they just see everything that's going on. Like our kids are just now starting to get what we do. Mm-hmm. My, my son's just realized that podcast, I'm a podcaster and I'm a YouTuber. And like, he's like, wait a minute, these people I watched, that's what you do. And I'm like, yes, yeah. that's, that's it, son. And they, and they see the life that they get to live and how different mm-hmm. it is. And we're very, very vigilant about explaining to them, like none of this, you were born into this and you have no, you don't know anything different, but right. let me tell you how it real, the real world is yeah. so we've, making sure they know they have to earn something that they have. Absolutely. And, um, but it opens other opportunities too. Like I do a paper newsletter every month um, mm-hmm. that I mail out to people to help them with their marketing for memberships and our kids, you know, they're in there right now, printing and packing and they pack them and they mail them out. And you know, when, when we need something done and the, if the kids want money, I'm like, okay, but you've got to do X, Y, Z, like in the business, Love um, it. We, do, we do videos. They're, they're public and um, they're on camera uh, when we do like travel reviews and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're getting, I try not to push them into it or make right. them do it because I want them to just understand what's available. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I don't want the, I don't want to pigeonhole them into doing what we do. You yeah. know, they may want to go work for somebody else and they may love that. And that's fine. Right. Um, but it is awesome to know that they're getting an, ex- an they're getting an experience that nobody else gets because they're on they're in the behind the scenes of a business that's, you know, impacting people all over the world. And that's crazy. Like, that's nuts. Like, I didn't know any better. than yeah. I mean, I didn't know any better growing up what you could do. You just pick the path and that's where you went. But they're yeah. getting, they get to see all these people doing all these businesses. And um, I'm about to go on the road uh, for this live event company. We're training uh, salespeople mm-hmm. to sell our products on the road. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And then like, but I'm going to take the kids with me. I'm just going to sit on the front oh, row. Oh, heck yeah. Just like watch, like here, watch what happens. You know, watch all these yeah. people get up and run to run and buy our thing and join our community and be a part of what we're doing. Yep. You know, so like, that's cool to be able to give them those experiences. And sometimes when you're in a nine to five, like God bless it. I mean, I did it for 20, you know, 15 years. And yeah. that's just, you, you get stuck and you can't give that kind of opportunity. To your kids. And that's, that's, you know, and, and we're older than you are. So when we didn't have that, there wasn't that opportunity when our kids were growing this, up. I this was, wasn't here 15 yeah. years ago. I know it wasn't here. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Brand new. 
you know, it's, I was fortunate. My husband was the one who worked so hard. So I got to stay home with the kids because mm. I think that's the most important thing in the world for, for sure. me personally. And so I thought that, you know, I was very lucky, but I love that they get to learn one. You're not entitled. You're entitled to the opportunity you create for yourself um, because there's a little too much of that out there right now. And kids need to learn that, you know, be grateful and work hard and earn. You have to earn what you get. And there are a lot of opportunities and, um, and to take advantage of them, but I get the membership master's newsletter. And when it comes in my mailbox, it, there's a little sticker, a little, uh, silver sticker on the back. That's <laughs> in, uh, what do you call that? Um, yeah, it's embossed. Blaze. It's like, embossed, it's like a little stamper. That's the word. Yeah. yeah, yeah packed, packed by Isaac and Anna Joe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now if you'll notice, so if you'll notice, there'll be months where that sticker is not there. That's because they didn't pack them that month. <laughs> oh, oh, they that's only like, get this. Interesting. That's right. So like, if yeah. They, yeah, if they're, if they're banking too much cash, I got to slow them down a little bit. Oh, I got to yeah. get them, I got to yeah. get them out of the mix somewhat. Yeah. But, oh, uh, that's when, funny. When, when they pack them though, we're going to, we're sticking them in there. Uh, so cool. And it's great that they're starting their bank accounts. And, um, I know when my kids were little, when they would get, and this is they both acted actually. Uh, we live in Orange County, California, so we're pretty close to Los Angeles. And both of my kids were on the first year of Everybody Hates Chris, the TV show. So we really? spent three days a week at Paramount Studios and they would get paychecks. And so I would not let them have those. They went into, well, part of it goes into a Coogan account. That's a whole nother story. But these particular checks went into their bank accounts that I controlled for them. And over the years, they'd ask for the money. And I'm like, no, you have your own bank account. But this money um, is staying here. And I gave it to both of them when they bought their first house. Oh, that's awesome. They both, I have a 28 year old and a 25 year old who are, are own their third house now. Each of that's them. That's amazing. That's and amazing. then not that it was a ton of it, but guess what? Then they were like, I'm so glad you didn't let us spend that. I know, right? I earmarked it. And I was that warden mother with the bank account, you know? Uh, you so. gotta be, you gotta be. I, yeah, Isaac always asks for his money in his bank. Yeah, he wants to buy stuff. And I'm like, no. No, that's <laughs> no, what I, I was like. No, they had their own where they were allowed to use it. I let them keep their um, birthday money. Yeah. I, let them, I let them keep that. that. that I, I don't make them, yeah. I don't make them put, yeah, they can spend that. Like yep. when people give them money or grandpa and grandma give yes, them money or whatever. They got that. But yeah. um, yeah, some, they don't know how much money they've actually got. <laughs> I don't yeah. So their work, their work money went, went in there. They never really saw the checks either. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was easy part went into their Coogan. That's just to protect it from unscrupulous parents. It's a law yeah, for yeah, kids yeah. that act, but yeah, so they, they got to do that. But I pay, um, the, that I, pay cool. I pay them 10 bucks an hour, which is pretty good for a 10 year old, a 12 year old. Really good. That's <laughs> you know? really good. But I, I want them, I want them to learn like, you know, I want them to see how much money that is too. Yes. You could totally screw that up if you're not, yes. you know, I mean, uh, we, uh, yeah. the way I taught the kids money too, um, I would give them, uh, we did this activity, <laughs> we homeschooled for a while. So I would give them their $10 if they worked for an hour. Right. Yeah. But then we had it divided up by a like a Dave Ramsey budget. So they would have to give me like 250 for rent. <laughs> like not, <laughs> not really for rent, but I was like, right, see, right. some of that disappears. Yeah. You know, you don't get exactly. all that. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And uh, like, wait till I tell you the part about the government taking three of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so. I live in California. The government wants to take a five whole of them. Lot more yeah, than six that. of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, the other thing I did is real quick is I my daughter would go to this, the mall and she, okay, you can buy some clothes. She'd want to buy, you know, $200 jeans. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. That is never happening. I'm never. way too cheap. So we gave her something called a visa bucks card. And we sat down and we said, and this is when she was a teenager, you get your hair done once you can get your nails done. Once you can um, buy, you get this much money for clothes here. 
So I took her to the mall the first day she had it and she came up with two pair of jeans. I go like, it's up to you. You know how much is on your card? Put them back yes. for the first time ever because she now had a finite budget on this little, it's really yeah, just It runs card. out. It's all finite. Yes. And yeah. when you run out, you run out. Don't Let me tell you something. For more. I can shop anywhere I wanted. I order my clothes from Amazon Essentials and Target. Yeah. I like Target t-shirts and Amazon Essentials sweatpants are the most comfortable pieces yep. of pants in the planet. So <laughs> <laughs> I get my Levi's jeans at JCPenney's or wherever I can find yep. them on sale. Mine so, are Kohl's. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> give me yeah, the, yeah. yeah. I've got a few good things. I got some nice things. I'm not going to yeah. lie. But exactly. most of the time, just give me just give me what I want. Just give me. Just. So um, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and um, where the best place to follow you is? Because um, the podcast is podcasts are really good, um, very inspirational and educational both. So yeah. the best place to start is uh, on the Flip Lifestyle podcast, just Spotify, Apple, wherever. Um, we're a top podcast in business and marketing. And if you'd like to listen to us there, we have a couple podcasts every single week. You can follow us uh, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter at Flipped LS, like Flipped Lifestyle. And um, of course, head over to FlippedLifestyle.com. Check us out. And if we can help you and your family start a membership, we'll do that. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much for being with me today and for everything you shared with the audience. I think it's helpful and inspirational. And I'm so excited that you came on awesome, uh, my Jill. show for me. Thank you so Thank much you. for letting me have this opportunity to talk to yeah. you. It's awesome stuff. Thank you again for joining me today and make sure you subscribe to this channel because I'll be posting great interviews like today's as well as other information for anyone who needs to market and grow their small business in the most simple and cost-effective way possible. Don't forget to click the very first link in the description or the show notes and check out the Flip Your Life community completely free for 30 days, no obligation, and you have all access to everything in there, the course, the community, the Q&As. Check it out. I think you're going to be really happy you did. And in that 30 days, you're going to get a great indication and know, yeah, this place is the right place for me. So once again, thank you. And I will see you in the next episode. And don't don't forget to subscribe.